<laughs> well, that's a good start to a podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wawado, uh, Water Warriors Against the Loro. This is Rafaela. I guess I'm the troublemaker in chief, but I've got a pretty good assistant right here that can cause just as much trouble as me. Her name is Carmen, and thank you, Carmen, for joining me. Thank you, Rafaela. So, I think what I like to do today is just chat. As people know, you are the one who goes around knocking on doors and talking to everyone. Yes. Um, and so, just just tell us what what is it like? Why why do you do it? What do you get from it? And you know, what are people saying to you? People, I I couldn't leave a bottle of water and leave paperwork. They wanted to tell me their story. Most homes just opened their doors and said, please come in, we want you to tell, we want to tell you what this is all about, how it's so, affecting sorry, us. Sorry, so that our listeners know, when Carmen goes to knock on doors is to make sure people are okay and they've got enough water, and she always has a bottle of water ready just in case they need some, and then you also leave paperwork so people can put in writing what their issues are, so that, because, you know, people forget and, and stuff, so we take an impact statement, so you're, you're our, Seriously, you're, you're amazing at what you do. I couldn't do it. Um, but you always... It's funny, I talk to Carmen in the morning and she's like, I think I'll be done in a couple of hours. And then I call a couple of hours later. I'm, I'm talking to someone. Can I call you back? And then an hour later, uh, sorry, I'm still talking to someone. I'm helping a neighbor. Can I call you back? And then I talk to her five hours later and she's like, I am so tired. I'm like, oh my God, I am tired just thinking about this. So anyway, go ahead. The stories that I have heard are incredible. They just break your heart. I feel so blessed that I've been allowed to hear this because I'm hoping that I can pass on that passion that I feel after talking to a lot of these people. And it can range from seniors to younger families. I took water over to a right to, to, a to that lady down there, yeah, who just had uh, twin twin babies, and she was petrified. She knew she couldn't give the babies drinking water, but she was actually very afraid to even bathe them in water, the Dolora water. So I dropped off some extra bottles for her. But everyone's situation is basically the same. And some of us are blessed because we have a different situation where we, we have water pretty much every, every hour. But, you know, we're basically doing this for our neighbors that don't. Right. Um, but even you have water most of the time, Carmen. However, your pressure sucks. It's not like you have water. You have some water. I mean, because you live down below and I live higher up, if you have very little water, it means I have none. That's, that's for sure. But it's not like you have an excess of water, do you? No, not at all. And when we discovered that the water pressure was being lowered at night... The thought was, what if a fire should break out? We're completely surrounded by a golf course that hasn't been watered in six months, but... Um, Which means everything is dry, and it's in the hundreds here in terms of degrees, and we are very close to a national forest, so we can, and it does get breezy and windy because we're at the foothills of the Sierra Nevada, so it, it, we kind of get desert weather, including the wind, so it means that, do you remember, was it the pier fire? Was it the pier fire that the Amber just crossed the highway and before you knew it, like 
most of Spring Bow was on fire. I, I think, think so. Was the SQF fire. SQF fire. We we have so many away, <laughs> right? Uh, and and that's why I guess we're freaking out, right? Right. So, but I want you to tell our listeners the story of your neighbor who just moved in and just received their bill. Can you please tell them that story? We I have a neighbor that just moved in, and when I found out that she had no knowledge at all of the water situation, she was just totally insured. Oh, no, I'm talking about your friend that just built the house. Oh. That you told me before. Oh, so my girlfriend just opened her bill today, as a matter of fact, and she was shocked because her new house has no landscaping whatsoever. She has no water running outside at all. And yet she got a bill for $156, and it says that she used $6 worth of water. So she paid $156 for $6 worth of water. How long has she been living in that house? About four months. It's insane, it's isn't it? It's crazy, crazy. It's it's just well. Now, how about your bill? My Let me not tell you about mine. My bill, and I'm a single person living in a smaller, smaller house. My bill was two hundred and eleven dollars, and it said I used sixty dollars worth of water when all I have is a front area of lawn, which isn't that big. So. These no, you have a very small lot. Like I, I do. don't think people realize. So I have a much bigger lot because I live in a different area. But um, it's really funny. Well, it's not funny, but I'm I, again. I'm choosing to laugh at it because otherwise I'll just lose it. Um, we just got a water bill for five hundred dollars. Um, I think it's four ninety eight and thirty three cents. Now, what really frustrates me is they are saying we used all this water, except we've had no water. We've only had water. 24 hours a day since last Friday, I want to say. Uh, sorry, Friday before last. So that would have been for uh, now 10 days, except the bills were read last Friday. So at the time they read our bills, we'd only had running water 24 hours a day for one week. And that was the week when we had the storm. So we actually didn't water at all because there was no need. And the three, three weeks, I guess, prior to that, We've been watering for 15 minutes twice a week, which is what Doloro asked us to do. How in the name of God could we have used 9,000 cubic feet of water in four weeks of having no water? And so now we need to look into that meter spinning thingy, don't we? Because air spins the meter way, way, way faster than water because it's compressed air. And so again, we're paying very dearly for air, which, you know, I could just open my freaking door and go outside and get it for free because God provided us with air without having to pay for it. And so we're definitely paying for it. Oh, good God, right? It's just ridiculous. Anyway, sorry. Tell me about some of the, of the people that you went and knocked on the doors. Who hit you the most? What, what, who do you remember the most? What stayed with you? Because I think I'm a senior also, uh, my heart goes to the seniors. Many of them are on fixed incomes and their water bills have just grown three times what they used to be. And they're struggling. They're really struggling. I know actually, now that you remind me, um, we were reading the impact statements, remember? And we found one and the gentleman was talking specifically about being on fixed income and saying, you know, I've only got, so I'm on social security, I don't remember where he is, is that him? No, um, anyway, what did he say? He said, I'm on a fixed income, um, I only bring home so much money per month, 
And basically I have to decide between paying my water bill or paying for my food. Isn't that horrible? Like, what? That's insane. Like, again, I, I, I... Many people don't understand that is the situation these days. And those on fixed income... Your, your money gets stretched only so far. And then to be hit by opening your water bill and all these fees are there, it's just... And I think even though it's really hard to pay your bill because they are really expensive, I think people in a way somewhat wouldn't even mind if they actually got a decent service. If we could... My dream would be to turn on the faucet and drink some good clean water, but we can't. But why not? You're in California and the assembly bill made it a law in 2012. And we're not in a drought situation. Can you imagine that? Right? No. She's, she's getting upset and punching the table. So you might have heard that. Yeah, I've done that before. I know it, it's, it's, it's just crazy, isn't it? I think it's really funny because you think, could we be in a drought? And then um, I am getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. And that's because there's so much humidity in the air. Now, people who know the Central Valley of California know it for being an incredibly dry heat. We have no humidity, except we do this year because we have so much water in our river that the mosquitoes are going to town, especially on my legs and on my bottom, I have to say. So, there is so much humidity because there is so much water and yet we do not have enough water never mind not clean water with not even enough water and i think what makes me really mad is that at the meeting janisana remember she said there are two perfectly functioning wells do you remember why they're not using them to provide us water there's no electricity now how long ago was that meeting month and a half ago month 28th of july today is 28th of august so a month exactly so Apart from the fact that it doesn't take that long to get an electricity port there, especially considering we've been told that they've already gotten a permit to get the ports there, and that was, what, about a week or so ago? Over a week ago. Yes. Um, what else could the Laura do to get electricity to Gee, this? wouldn't it be nice if they uh, maybe brought in some generators? Right. Do you remember what Janice's answer was to the generators? Oh, um, she said, I can't remember if it was her or... Um, Nathan Proctor that said well the guys that provided the generators we don't work with them anymore so I guess there is only one company that provides generators that could get get us water Um, but it also doesn't surprise me that a company has now refused to work with the Loro because I know that I would refuse to work with the Loro if I if I could right but we are stuck we're stuck Um, and I know the one on the impasse statements that we read there was that person say, I just begged Delora when we moved in to let me drill a well. And what is Delora's response? Absolutely not. No. And then the funny thing, I guess, in inverted commas, is um, that when we do have water and when we do water our trees and our yards, most of us have to do it with what they consider clean water, potable water, of which there is a, a scarcity, they're saying. However, we don't have an irrigation line. Um, but there is an irrigation line, right? In this area, yes. There is. The Loro has an irrigation line. Yes. They have irrigation wells. In fact, they could bring irrigation water to us because they did. When we lost our water for 60 days, they hooked us up to their irrigation wells. So there is a way of getting that irrigation water to us. 
And so we will use water that doesn't need to be treated. That would be much cheaper for all of us, which means we would have a lot of leftover clean water for everyone else. And now clean is still not clean, but it's cleaner. Um, it, so that's, that's just nuts. And, and the rates we are paying, we are unwatering my grass with clean, again, in quotes, water. With, my grass doesn't need clean water. I mean, probably the rainwater is cleaner than the laurels, to be honest, right? Right. And, you know, and then people said, well, I don't mind letting my grass die. And I'll tell you what I mind. Why did we move to Springville? Why did you move to Springville? I moved to Springville because it's beautiful, it's quiet, it's peaceful, and everyone takes such pride in their homes. And the wildlife. And the wildlife. You know, um, we, uh, before we bought this last house, my husband and I were thinking of moving closer, because of course Springville is on the outskirts to be generous, right? We're, we're out in the sticks, so you learn very fast to not forget to buy some milk, because otherwise you're you're done for um, because the nearest town is what 11 seven, miles 11 15 depending on where you are 15 miles away so anyway um, and so we looked at houses in the nearest town in Porterville and we looked in Lindsay and we looked in Strathmore and then we were sitting outside and uh, I'll tell you the funny story um, I um, there was a raccoon no there was a possum and this possum was right by kind of my deck at the other house we lived in and so you know, I don't mind them, but I'm like, you're getting a bit too close. You want to come and eat my cat food that was right there. And so I got a, a football and I threw it, not at it, but towards it just to kind of scare it off. So he runs off and as he runs off, he then scares off a wild boar <laughs> that then runs off, that scares off deer. And then I, my husband and I are laughing so hard because this was in the evening. And then we look up and there's literally there's this beautiful red tail hawk that flies by and then there are quails and I looked at him and I'm like I can't do it I, I cannot move out of here because that's God's gift to me every day you know that's how I know personally that God exists when I look out and see the beautiful stuff that he's created in nature so when we actually uh, had to redo a leech line I thought about putting uh, fake grass out and I did them for a reason because I feed a ton of animals out here and I see from the scat that they live in the morning there's deer that come and eat my grass there's rabbits and the cottontails and um, I have actually found evidence of um, bobcats and and I have seen you know a mountain lion just behind the prop the baby it was so cute and then I have a bunch of quails and so that is not just vanity that is actually we've already invaded the territory the least we can do is maintain it so they can survive right i absolutely agree i have trees that don't belong to me that are outside my area but i continue to water them because of the birds and the owls and the squirrels that's what we came to Springville for, for that beautiful So nature. tell our listeners what we you you know, I had a panic call to come and help. What happened, uh, what was it, a couple of weeks ago yes. when I called you desperately? Because what did I have on my fan outside? The most beautiful baby owl I have ever seen. And he sat there forever until we tried to give it a little bit of water. And then... We scared the owl, the owl flew off, scared the crap out of us. I don't know how Carmen didn't fall off the steps so she was on. But this is my point. So we have all this beautiful wildlife and this wildlife needs our trees, needs our hedges, needs our grass. So 
we are, you know, obviously you have such a small part of grass, we have a bigger property, but apart from a little bit of green which feeds the deer, everything we have is drought tolerant. You know, we have lantana and rosemaries and lavender and, and all that kind of stuff, precisely because we are aware that water is a precious commodity, but I refuse, um, you know, I, if I have to go and buy bottled water to keep those plants alive, so that I can keep the wildlife alive, um, I will, and you know, the Lord can kick my kiss my backside. I'm I'm just not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna take it. So anyway, we've chatted to you for long enough. Thank you very much, Carmen, for coming along. Thank you, Rafa. and um, let's do that again soon. Soon. All right. Take care, guys. So if you um like what you've listened to so far and you want to know more about us. Please make sure you follow us. You can follow all our press releases at uh, on Facebook at uh, Water Warriors Against the Laurel public page, or you can email us at wearewaterwarriors at gmail.com. Wearewaterwarriors is all one word at gmail.com. And now I'll have Crystal say it with an American accent so you guys actually understand what I just said. <laughs> so on Facebook, we are Water, Water Warriors Against Del Oro public page. And if you'd like to email us, it's wearewaterwarriors at gmail.com.